Hello, everyone. Welcome to the CAL podcast. We're happy to have you listening. I'm Calliope. I'm Logan. And I'm Anthony. Today, we'll be talking about some topics we are very passionate about, yet feel like they don't get enough media coverage. These topics will be discussing companies, religion, and the in-between. First off, we'll be talking about Nestle. They are a multinational company that specializes in food and drink. Some children companies that you might know would be Ralph Lauren, L'Oreal, Gerber, KitKat, Purina, and Nestle Pure Life. What are your guys' experience with Nestle? Uh, you know, honestly, I just kind of, I've bought their chocolate milk before, and I've, I've eaten KitKats before. That's about it with them. Uh, the only experience I have is, like, when I was four and I had their Nesquik. Yep. That's many exper- of our experiences. We don't usually associate Nestle with some of the things that they have done. And it might be alarming to tell you guys that they are actively doing child labor to this day. Quote the Washington Post, the world's chocolate companies have missed deadlines to uproot child labor from their cocoa supply chains in 2005, 2008, and 2010. Next year, they'll face another target date, and industry officials indicate they'll probably miss that too. So that was a article by the Washington Post, Coco's Child Laborers, and that was posted June 5th, 2009. So it was it was not even 10 days ago. Dang. Ooh. So, uh, you know, honestly, they probably missed their deadlines because their the child labor is so rooted into their system that they just, like, can't get rid of it without, like, uprooting the whole system, you know, you know. Yeah. They rely on it so much that if they were to get rid of it, it would break their legs. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So basically, they're doing an evil act to keep up their mega corporation. To keep their greed. <clears throat> well, here is a act of complete evil that, well, it wasn't even to help their company. Let's just say that. In the 1970s, Nestle marketed their baby formula to third world countries like South Africa. They gave out free samples to mothers who had just had children and got them hooked. So now these women cannot produce breast milk and the babies aren't eating anything but the formula. And C, the women are too poor to buy the formula. So they are buying it and then diluting it so it'll last longer. This caused extreme death, basically. (laughs) The 1974 expose, The Baby Killer by Mike Muller in War on Want, tells about the horrors that came from this aggressive advertising campaign. Quote, malnutrition caused enough immediate suffering and death to be a national priority for the national health programs of most developing countries. In the long term, though, it caused many what many believe to be irreparable damage, physically and mentally. Did you guys ever hear about this before? No, honestly, I, uh, no, not until you said it. I have never heard this before because, well, I, you would think it's because they would, like, cover it up because they wouldn't want to hurt their name or something. Something like that probably was going on, so. I haven't heard of it either. Uh, I agree. I think that they paid some big wigs to hide it underneath their rug. Yeah. Though... They did have Time comment on this, Time Magazine, but it wasn't in a way that you would expect. 
According to Business Insider, quote, Nestle sued a German translator of War on Want, Exposé, which published in Sweden with the title Nestle Kills Babies. They won. They won this. And Time Magazine commented that it was a great achievement for the common consumer. Uh, I don't think so. I think that's factually incorrect. (laughs) So... Let's just kind of move on from that. Very depressing, but let's talk about more about companies. All right. So I'm going to be talking about how religion affects the workplace in a positive and negative way. So before I start talking about how religion negatively or positively affects the workplace, you need to know how religion affects our economy and how much it contributes. So how much do you guys think that religion contributes to the economy a year? Barely at all. I believe, besides for the few gift sales, that it doesn't contribute much at all. All right. Well, you guys, this might be a shock to you guys, but religion makes a combined contribute contribution of $1.2 trillion a year. So according to uh, religiousfreedomandbusinesses.com or .org, religion creates hundreds of thousands of jobs a year. And so this just kind of gives you a retrospect of how big religion is and how of an impact they can have in our economy. That's pretty so, impressive. Yeah, it's uh, pretty massive. Um, I was reading an article called uh, Entrepreneurs Share How Religion Has Influenced Their Leadership and Business Practices. And it's about an American, an American clergyman that says, and I quote, business is a religion and religion is a business. The man who does not make a business out of his religion has a religion life of no force. And the man who does not make a religion out of his business has a business life of no character. That is a very cryptic quote. Yeah, it is. It's like, yeah, but this just sort of summarize it all up if you didn't quite understand it. It's saying making their business a religion and vice versa. So they're just like, they're emphasizing how important their religion is to them and how uh, it intertwines with their lives. Sort of like making... A religion, so feeling as passionate about your religion as you are about your business. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, um, now that you have like a retrospect of how religion affects the economy, we can now jump right into how religion affects the workplace in a negative, positive way. So, first, I'm going to be talking about how religion helps the workplace. First, religion, according to According to religiousfreedomandbusinesses.org, if there's more religious restriction in the workplace, then there's more corruption. Well, there tends to be more corruption there because people, when they follow their religion, they tend to follow their morals. And like religion is a very strong thing in their life. So they tend to follow it and they don't stray off of it because it's their self-choice. Like they choose to do it. No one's forcing them to. And this is how... Religion can be good because, like, less corruption equals, like, more honest, fair environments for people working at this uh, business corporation. And some things that hurt them is how um, businesses you can use their voices to hurt or help different religions. This can hurt their voice or damage them. So religion can hurt the businesses. Because people don't like how they're promoting or demoting religions unfairly against like other people's uh, wishes or wills. So, um, yeah. 
now that I've talked about how religion affects the workplace, uh, Anthony's going to be talking about um, different religions and misconceptions about them. Thank you, Logan. For my personal topic that I hold dear to me is witchcraft. I know, a very big jump from business, business and religion to witchcraft. But I wanted to bring up this topic because I feel that many people have misconceptions about witchcraft. And I've never, pers- the people that have misconceptions, I never really see them ever trying to learn or try to understand witchcraft. So what are your guys' opinion or views on witchcraft? So witchcraft for me is just kind of like the green woman and like kind of like Hansel and Gretel. That's the first thing I think of when I hear like witches is the witch trying to capture Hansel and Gretel and like eat them or kill them or something. Be careful. They're not Nestle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's what comes to my mind when I hear like witches and stuff. Witchcraft. Personally, I've done some light research I do not practice Wicca, but in my research on religions, I have found a few things on them, and there are many misconceptions that I know of. Well, unlike you, uh, and your, and I didn't mean it like that. I meant it more like, uh, I personally practice witchcraft, and that makes me really personal and very... Unlike you, heathens, I practice witchcraft. (laughs) I didn't mean it that way, but... (laughs) Don't worry, we understand. But yes, uh, my my views on witchcraft is very personal, and it really bothers me when people speak and talk about witchcraft in a negative light when they don't know anything about it, because... In reality, witchcraft is an art form and a religion based on the ability to form and make your own beliefs, worships, and practices to spiritually enlighten you to a better self. Like, according to life science, misconceptions have been going on for centuries. Like, major conceptions, misconception is that witches are just evil hags with warts that brew potions and bake children into pies. But in reality, witches are just people with no real ill intent to curse people or hurt them. Well, that's uh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that how people can, just regular people can be like witches, practice witchcraft and stuff. So that's interesting to learn. Yeah. People also think that witches worship the devil and Satan. Well, you'd have to believe in devil and Satan. And I don't think that's exactly, I think that's a Christian God in a way. Good point. In reality, uh, witches believe in and worship gods of Roman, Greek, Egyptian, and Celtic mythologies so none of those have even satan they have evil beings in there but no all right so that wraps up everything we got to say he, um, we talked about how big corporations use child labor to gain money how religion is affecting business in the workplace and misconceptions about witchcraft 
Thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the CAL podcast. We're happy to have you listening. I'm Calliope. I'm Logan. And I'm Anthony. Today, we'll be talking about some topics we are very passionate about, yet feel like they don't get enough media coverage. These topics will be discussing companies, religion, and the in-between. First off, we'll be talking about Nestle. They are a multinational company that specializes in food and drink. Some children companies that you might know would be Ralph Lauren, L'Oreal, Gerber, KitKat, Purina, and Nestle Pure Life. What are your guys' experience with Nestle? Uh, you know, honestly, I just kind of, I've bought their chocolate milk before, and I've, I've eaten KitKats before. That's about it with them. Uh, the only experience I have is, like, when I was four and I had their Nesquik. Yep. That's many exper- of our experiences. We don't usually associate Nestle with some of the things that they have done. And it might be alarming to tell you guys that they are actively doing child labor to this day. Oof. Quote the Washington Post. The world's chocolate companies have missed deadlines to uproot child labor from their cocoa supply chains in 2005, 2008, and 2010. Next year, they'll face another target date, and industry officials indicate they'll probably miss that too. So that was an article by the Washington Post, Cocoa's Child Laborers, and that was posted June 5th, 2009. So it was, it was not even 10 days ago. Dang. Ooh. So, uh, you know, honestly, they probably missed their deadlines because their the child labor is so rooted into their system that they just, like, can't get rid of it without, like, uprooting the whole system, you know? You know? Yeah. They rely on it so much that if they were to get rid of it, it would break their legs. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, basically, they're doing an evil act to keep up their mega corporation. To keep their greed. <clears throat> well, here is an act of complete evil that, well, it wasn't even to help their company. Let's just say that. In the 1970s, Nestle marketed their baby formula to third world countries like South Africa. They gave out free samples to mothers who had just had children and got them hooked. So now these women cannot produce breast milk, and the babies aren't eating anything but the formula. And C, the women are too poor to buy the formula. So they are buying it and then diluting it so it'll last longer. This caused extreme death, basically. (laughs) The 1974 expose, The Baby Killer, by Mike Muller in War on Want, tells about the horrors that came from this aggressive advertising campaign. Quote, malnutrition caused enough immediate suffering and death to be a national priority for the national health programs of most developing countries. In the long term, though, it caused many what many believe to be irreparable damage physically and mentally. Did you guys ever hear about this before? No, honestly, I, uh, no, not till you said it. I have never heard this before because, well, I, you would think it's because they would, like, cover it up because they wouldn't want to hurt their name or something. Something like that probably was going on, so. I haven't heard of it either. Uh, I agree. I think that they paid some bigwigs to hide it underneath their rug. Yeah. Though, they did have Time comment on this. Time Magazine. But it wasn't in a way that you would expect. 
According to Business Insider, quote, Nestle sued a German translator of War on Want, Exposé, which published in Sweden with the title Nestle Kills Babies. They won. They won this. And Time Magazine commented that it was a great achievement for the common consumer. Um, I don't think so. I think that's factually incorrect. (laughs) So... Let's just kind of move on from that. Very depressing, but let's talk about more about companies. All right. So I'm going to be talking about how religion affects the workplace in a positive and negative way. So before I start talking about how religion negatively or positively affects the workplace, you need to know how religion affects our economy and how much it contributes. So how much do you guys think that religion contributes to the economy a year? Barely at all. I believe, besides for the few gift sales, that it doesn't contribute much at all. All right. Well, you guys, this might be a shock to you guys, but religion makes a combined contribute contribution of $1.2 trillion a year. So according to uh, religiousfreedomandbusinesses.com or .org, religion creates hundreds of thousands of jobs a year. And so this just kind of gives you a retrospect of how big religion is and how of an impact they can have in our economy. That's pretty so, impressive. Yeah, it's uh, pretty massive. Um, I was reading an article called uh, Entrepreneurs Share How Religion Has Influenced Their Leadership and Business Practices. And it's about an American, an American clergyman that says, and I quote, business is a religion and religion is a business. The man who does not make a business out of his religion has a religion life of no force. And the man who does not make a religion out of his business has a business life of no character. That is a very cryptic quote. Yeah, it is. It's like, yeah, but this just sort of summarize it all up if you didn't quite understand it. It's saying making their business a religion and vice versa. So they're just like, they're emphasizing how important their religion is to them and how uh, it intertwines with their lives. Sort of like making... A religion, so feeling as passionate about your religion as you are about your business. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, um, now that you have like a retrospect of how religion affects the economy, we can now jump right into how religion affects the workplace in a negative, positive way. So, first, I'm going to talk about how religion helps the workplace. First, religion, according to According to religiousfreedomandbusinesses.org, if there's more religious restriction in the workplace, then there's more corruption. Well, there tends to be more corruption there because people, when they follow their religion, they tend to follow their morals. And like religion is a very strong thing in their life. So they tend to follow it and they don't stray off of it because it's their self-choice. Like they choose to do it. No one's forcing them to. And this is how... Religion can be good because, like, less corruption equals, like, more honest, fair environments for people working at this uh, business corporation. And some things that hurt them is how um, businesses, you can use their voices to hurt or help different religions. This can hurt their voice or damage them. So religion can hurt the businesses. Because people don't like how they're promoting or demoting religions unfairly against like other people's uh, wishes or wills. So, um, yeah. 
now that I've talked about how religion affects the workplace, uh, Anthony's going to be talking about um, different religions and misconceptions about them. Thank you, Logan. For my personal topic that I hold dear to me is witchcraft. I know, a very big jump from business, business and religion, to witchcraft. But I wanted to bring up this topic because I feel that many people have misconceptions about witchcraft, and I've never, pers- the people that have misconceptions, I never really see them ever trying to learn or try to understand witchcraft. So what are your guys' opinion or views on witchcraft? So witchcraft for me is just kind of like the green woman and like kind of like Hansel and Gretel. That's the first thing I think of when I hear like witches is the witch trying to capture Hansel and Gretel and like eat them or kill them or something. Be careful. They're not Nestle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what comes to my mind when I hear like witches and stuff. Witchcraft. Personally, I've done some light research. I do not practice Wicca, but in my research on religions, I have found a few things on them. And there are many misconceptions that I know of. Well, unlike you uh, and your, and I didn't mean it like that. I meant it more like uh, I personally practice witchcraft, and that makes me really personal and very. Unlike you, heathens, I practice witchcraft. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but. <laughs> Don't worry, we understand. But yes, uh, my my views on witchcraft is very personal, and it really bothers me when people speak and talk about witchcraft in a negative light when they don't know anything about it, because in reality, witchcraft is an art form and a religion based on the ability to form and make your own beliefs, worships, and practices to spiritually enlighten you to a better self. Like, according to life science, misconceptions have been going on for centuries. Like, major conceptions, misconception is that witches are just evil hags with warts that brew potions and bake children into pies. But in reality, witches are just people with no with real ill intent to curse people or hurt them. Well, that's a uh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that how people can just regular people can be like witches, practice witchcraft and stuff. So that's interesting to learn. Yeah. People also think that witches worship the devil and Satan. Well, you'd have to believe in devil and Satan. And I don't think that's exactly, I think that's a Christian God in a way. Good point. In reality, uh, witches believe in and worship gods of Roman, Greek, Egyptian, and Celtic mythologies. So none of those have even Satan. They have evil beings in there, but no. All right. So that wraps up everything we got to say. He, uh, we talked about how big corporations use child labor to gain money, how religion is affecting business in the workplace and misconceptions about witchcraft. 
Thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day.